0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to our Course in Miracles daily reading conference call. We read from the text of A Course in Miracles, original edition, which is published by our dear friends at the Course in Miracles Society. You can access an online copy of the original edition by going to jcim.net, or if you mouse with a link at top for online edition, you'll see the link to read A Course in Miracles OE. Also at that website, there's a tab called Lesson Sign-Up, Or you can sign up to receive a daily excellent email that includes both the text reading as well as the lesson for the day. My name is Lori Cameron. This call is Monday through Friday from about 9.15 to about 11 a.m. Eastern. And today we continue our reading of Chapter 20, The Promise of the Resurrection, with Section 8, The Consistency of Means and End." We're also mindful of our lesson today, lesson 230, which is, Now Will I Seek and Find the Peace of God. And by way of opening this morning, uh, it came to me pretty pretty loud and clear that, that this is a perfect opening. It's a poem by Amy Carmichael. Uh, we've heard it many times but today i like to rest with it. Love through me, love of God. There is no love in me. Oh, no fire of love, light thou of love that burns perpetually. Flow through me, peace of God. Calm river, flow, until no wind can blow, no current stir, a ripple of self-will. Shine through me, joy of God. Make me like thy clear air that thou dost pour thy colors through as though it were not there. O blessed love of God, that all may taste and see how good thou art. Once more, I pray, love through me, even me. Mm. Flow through me, peace of God. Amen. Thank you, Lori. Beautiful, thank you. Thank you, Lori. I do love that Thank you, Lori. <laughs> I can't ever say it without thinking of our our dear friend Mary. We haven't seen for a number of years except on Facebook. Anyway, thank you everyone. I think of her, too. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, my friends, here's our reading list. We have, this morning, reading, LeMoyne, Fran, Judy, Jennifer, and Robin Marie We're joined in listening this morning by Ida. And who
1: else has come along?
2: Good morning, Karen. I can read...
1: Oh, excellent. Thank you, Karen.
0: (laughs) Alrighty. So, here we go again in Chapter 20. The promise of the resurrection with Section 8. The consistency of means and ends beginning with Paragraph 58. We have said much about discrepancies of means and end, and how these must be brought in line before your holy relationship can bring you only joy but we have also said the means to meet the Holy Spirit's goal will come from the same source as does his purpose being so simple and direct this course has nothing in it that is not consistent the seeming inconsistencies, or parts you find more difficult than others, are merely indications of areas where means and end are still discrepant, and this produces great discomfort. This need not be. This course requires almost nothing of you. It is impossible to imagine one that asks so little or could offer more. Uh,
3: thank you, Laurie. <clears throat> Chapter twenty, the promise of the resurrection. Section eight, the consistency of means and end. We have said much about discrepancies of means and end, and how these must be brought in line before your holy relationship can bring you only joy. But we have also said the means to meet the Holy Spirit's goal will come from the same source as does his purpose. Being so simple and direct, this course has nothing in it that is not consistent. The seeming inconsistencies or parts you find more difficult than others are merely indications of areas where means and end are still discrepant. And this produces great discomfort. This need not be. This course requires almost nothing of you. It is impossible to imagine this. It's impossible to imagine one that asks so little or could offer more. The period of discomfort that follows the sudden change in a relationship from sin to holiness should now be almost over. To the extent you still experience it, you are refusing to leave the means to him who changed the purpose. You recognize you want the goal. Are you not also willing to accept the means If you are not, let us admit that you are consistent. You are inconsistent. Excuse me. (laughs) I'll read that again. Are you not also willing to accept the means? If you are not, let us admit that you are inconsistent. A purpose is attained by means. And if you want a purpose, you must be willing to want the means as well. How can one be sincere and say, well, I want this above all else, yet I do not want to learn the means to get it?
0: Thank you, LeMoyne. And Fran? 59. The period of discomfort that follows a sudden change in a relationship from sin to holiness should now be almost over. To the extent you still experience it, you are refusing to leave the means to him who changed the purpose. You recognize you want the goal. Are you not also willing to accept the means? If you are not, let us admit that you are inconsistent. A purpose is attained by means. And if you want a purpose, you must be willing to want the means as well. How can one be sincere and say, quote, I want this above all else, and yet I do not want to learn the means to get it." 60. To obtain the goal, the Holy Spirit indeed asks little. He asks no more to give the means as well. The means are second to the goal. And when you hesitate, it is because the purpose frightens you, and not the means. Remember this, for otherwise you will make the error of believing the means are difficult. Yet how can they be difficult if they are merely given you? They guarantee the goal and they are perfectly in line with it. Before we look at them a little closer, remember that if you think they are impossible, your warning of the purpose has been shaken. For if a goal is possible to reach, the means to do so must be possible as well. Thank you, Fran. And Judy.
4: Sorry, I'll pass until the end right now. Thank you.
0: Okay. All right, we'll come back to you, Judy. Um,
5: And Jennifer. All right. Sixty. to obtain the goal, the Holy Spirit indeed asked little. He asked no more to give the means as well. The means are second to the goal, and when you hesitate, it is because the purpose frightens you and not the means. Remember this, for otherwise you will make the error of believing the means are difficult. How can they be difficult if they are merely given you? They guarantee the goal and they are perfectly in line with it. Before we look at them a little closer, remember that if you think they are impossible, your wanting of the purpose has been shaken. For if the goal is possible to reach, the means to do so must be possible as well. 61. It is impossible to see your brother as sinless and yet to look upon him as a body. Is this not perfectly consistent with the goal of holiness? For holiness is merely the result of letting the effects of sin be lifted. So what was also true is recognized. To see a sinless body is impossible, for holiness is positive. And the body is merely neutral. It is not sinful, but neither is it sinless. As nothing, which it is, the body cannot meaningfully be invested with attributes of Christ or of the ego. Either must be an error, for both will place the attributes where they cannot be. And both must be undone for purposes of truth.
0: Thank you, Jennifer. And Robin Bree. 61.
1: It is impossible to see your brother as sinless, and yet to look upon him as a body. Is this not perfectly consistent with the goal of holiness? For holiness is merely the result of letting the effects of sin be lifted. So what was always true is recognized. To see a sinless body is impossible for holiness is positive and the body is merely neutral. It is not sinful but neither is it sinless. As nothing which it is, the body cannot meaningfully be invested with attributes of Christ or of the ego. Either must be an error, for both would place the attributes where they cannot be, and both must be undone for purposes of truth. 62. The body is the means by which the ego tries to make the unholy relationship seem real. The unholy instant is the time of bodies. But the purpose here is sin. It cannot be attained but in illusion. And so the illusion of a, bro- of a brother as a body is quite in keeping with the purpose of unholiness. Because of this consistency, the means remain unquestioned while the end is cherished. Vision adapts to wish, for sight is always secondary to desire. And if you see the body, you have chosen judgment and not vision. For vision, like relationships, has no order. You either see or not.
0: Thank you, Robin Marie. Hi, uh, Karen. 62.
2: The body is the means by which the ego tries to make the unholy relationship seem real. The unholy instant is the time of bodies, but the purpose here is sin. It cannot be attained but in illusion. And so, the illusion of a brother as a body is quite in keeping with the purpose of unholiness. Because of this consistency, the means remain unquestioned while the end is cherished. Vision adapts to wish for sight is always secondary to desire. And if you see the body, you have chosen judgment and not vision. For vision, like relationships, has no order. You either see or not. 63, who sees a brother's body has laid a judgment on him and sees him not. He does not really see him as sinful. He does not see him at all. In the darkness of sin, he is invisible. He can but be imagined in the darkness, and it is here that the illusions you hold about him are not held up to his reality. Here are illusions and reality kept separated here are illusions never brought to truth and always hidden from it and here in darkness is your brother's reality imagined as a body in unholy relationships with other bodies serving the cause of sin an instant before he dies
4: Thank you, Karen.
0: And will there be a new reader for 63 and 64?
4: Yes, I'm ready now, Lori. Thank you. Thanks, Judy. 63. Who sees a brother's body has laid a judgment on him and sees him not. He does not really see him as sinful. He does not see him at all. In the darkness of sin, he is invisible. He can but be imagined in the darkness. And it is here that the illusions you hold about him <coughs> excuse me, are not held up to his reality. Here are illusions and reality kept separated. Here are illusions never brought to truth and always hidden from it. And here, in darkness, is your brother's reality imagined as a body in unholy relationships with other bodies, serving the cause of sin an instant before he dies. 64. There is indeed a difference between this vain imagining and vision. The difference lies not in them, but in their purpose. Both are but means each one appropriate to the end for which it is employed. Neither can serve the purpose of the other, for each one is a choice of purpose employed on its behalf. Either is meaningless without the end for which it was intended, nor is it valued as a separate thing apart from the intention. The means seem real because the goal is valued. The means seem real because the goal is valued. And judgment has no value unless the goal is sin. Amen.
0: Thank you, Judy. And with the new reader for 64 and 65. This is Sandra. I can read. Thank you, Sandra.
6: 64. There is indeed a difference between this vain imagining and vision. The difference lies not in them, but in their purpose. Both are but means, each one appropriate to the end for which it is employed. Neither can serve the purpose of the other. For each one is a choice of purpose employed on its behalf. Either is meaningless without the end for which it is intended, nor is it valued as a separate thing apart from the intention. The mean seems real because the goal is valued, and judgment has no value unless the goal is thin. Sixty-five body cannot be looked upon except through judgment. To see the body is the sign that you lack vision and have denied the means the Holy Spirit offers you to serve His purpose. How can a holy relationship achieve its purpose through the means of sin? Judgment you taught yourself. Vision is learned from Him who would undo your teaching. I'll say that again. Judgment you taught yourself. Vision is learned from him who would undo your teaching. His vision cannot see the body because it cannot look on sin. And thus it leads you to reality. Your holy brother, sight of whom is your release, is no illusion. Attempt to see him not in darkness. For your imaginings about him Will seem real there. You close your eyes to shut him out. Such was your purpose, and while this purpose seems to have any meaning, the means for its attainment will be evaluated as worth the seeing and so you will not see."
0: Thank you, Sandra. Uh, is there one more new reader for 65 and 66? All right, back to
1: you, Lemoyne.
3: The body cannot be looked upon except through judgment. To see the body is the sign that you lack vision and have denied the means the Holy Spirit offers you to serve His purpose. How can a holy relationship achieve its purpose through the means of sin? Judgment you taught yourself. Vision is learned from Him who would undo your teaching. His vision cannot see the body because it cannot look on sin, and thus it leads you to reality. Your holy brother, sight of whom is your release, is no illusion. Attempt to see him not in darkness, for your imaginings about him will seem real there. You closed your eyes to shut him out. Such was your purpose, and while this purpose seems to have any meaning, the means for its attainment will be evaluated as worth the seeing, and so you will not see. The question should not be, how can I see my brother without the body? Ask only, do I really wish to see him sinless? And as you ask, forget not that his sinlessness is your escape from fear. Salvation is the Holy Spirit's goal. The means is vision. For what the seeing look upon is sinless. No one who loves can judge. And what he sees is free of condemnation. And what he sees, he did not make. For it was given to him to see. For it was given him to see, as was the vision which made his seeing possible.
0: Thank you, LeMoyne. I'm Fran. 66. Your question should not be, how can I see my brother without the body? Ask only, Do I really wish to see him sinless? And as you ask, forget not that his sinlessness is your escape from fear. Salvation is the Holy Spirit's goal. The means is vision. For what the seeing looks upon is sinless. No one who loves can judge. And what he sees is free of condemnation. And what he sees he did not make. For it was given him to see as was the vision which made his seeing possible. Thank you, Fran. And thank you, everyone who read this morning. Uh, This most excellent section on consistency of means and end. Um, Let's see. I think to highlight just a few ideas before we open the discussion, starting in that first paragraph the means to meet the holy spirit's goal comes from the same source as does his purpose this course requires almost nothing of you in fact it's impossible to imagine one that asks so little and could offer more to the extent that you still experience difficulty you are refusing to leave the means to him who changed the purpose. A purpose is attained by means. And if you want a purpose, you must be willing to want the means as well. How can one be sincere and say, I want this above all else, and yet I do not want to learn the means to get it? In 60, to obtain the goal, the Holy Spirit indeed asks little. He asks no more than to give you the means as well. And when you hesitate, it's because the purpose frightens you, not the means. Remember this, for otherwise you'll make the error of believing the means are difficult. Yet how can they be difficult if they are merely given you? In 61, it's impossible to see your brother as sinless and yet to look upon him as a body. Holiness is the result of letting the effects of sin be lifted, so that what was always true is recognized. 62. The illusion of a brother as a body is quite in keeping with the purpose of unholiness. Because of this consistency, the means remain unquestioned while the end is cherished. Vision adapts to wish. For sight is always secondary to desire. If you see the body, you've chosen judgment and not vision. For vision, like relationships, has no order. You either see or not. In 63, who sees a brother's body he has played a judgment on him and sees him not. He does not really see him as sinful. He does not see him at all. And here in darkness is your brother's reality imagined as a body in 64 there is indeed a difference between this vain imagining and vision the difference lies not in them but in their purpose both are means and each one appropriate to the end for which it is employed neither can serve the purpose of the other for each one is a choice of purpose employed on its behalf in sixty-five judgment you taught yourself vision is learned from him who would undo your teaching your holy brother sight of whom is your release is no illusion you close your eyes to shut him out such was your purpose and while this person seemed purpose seems to have any meaning the means for its attainment will be evaluated as worth the scene and so you will not see and that last paragraph is such a beautiful um, restatement of everything I wonder if there's somebody who'd like to volunteer to read it
5: I can this is Jennifer
0: thank you Jennifer thank you
5: hmm I love this paragraph as well, 66. Your, your question should not be, quote, how can I see my brother without the body, unquote. Ask only, do I really wish to see him sinless? And as you ask, forget not that this sinlessness is your escape from fear. Salvation is the Holy Spirit's goal. The means is vision. For what the seeing look upon is sinless. No one who loves can judge. No one who loves can judge. And what he sees is free of condemnation. And what he sees he did not make. For it was given him to see as was the vision a vision which made his view possible mm-hmm.
0: thank you jennifer and so the floor is open for a few minutes before the top of the hour um for anyone who cares to share
5: about this section of the lesson today thank you this is jennifer i right? i'm just going to say real quickly um i'm really uh getting up to speed on these lessons are amazing this last week and i um one thing i'm remembering this morning is not fear is um gosh i just lost my, my head there for a second but um is not oh gosh i'm gonna pass i just <laughs> totally lost um my thought. And I'll come back to that later. Thank you. Okay. Thanks, Jennifer. We're so glad
0: to have you with us.
5: Good
2: morning, it's Ken. Right, so um Go ahead. So, means and end, both the ego and the Holy Spirit operate within the means and the end the ego's um, means is judgment and the end is sin the holy spirit's means is vision and the end is salvation and this reading um, really says when i look out at my brother do i see a body do I judge, and do I see a body? If I judge and I see a body, then I'm operating in the ego thought system, the unholy instant, and the unholy relationship. Um, seeing bodies is for the purpose of sin. It says the bodies are neutral, so I can, I can. Um, I don't have to see the body, but the Holy Spirit can use the body for its purposes. But I don't see the body. If I have vision, I see the divine, I see the spirit. And that's vision. So if I'm looking at a body, and my mind goes into judgment, I'm, I'm servicing or operating within the thought system of the ego, and what is unholy. If I see with love and vision, I'm, I'm operating toward the Holy Spirit and salvation. I have to look out and see with the Holy Spirit in order for myself to be saved. Um, so I think that's basically everything I got out of that. Um, bodies cannot be invested with attributes of Christ. Christ kind of important. And the only other thing I would really stress is that um vision adapts to wish. That's really important. For sight is always secondary to desire. That's really powerful. I'm complete. Thank you. Thank you, Karen. Thank you,
1: Karen. I Take had an care. experience. Uh, it's Robin Marie, and I just had an experience uh, with my son that I would like to talk about um, to get some uh, clarity of my um, ability, strengthening my ability to stand, and exactly what this is talking about. My son, as uh, Sees himself as weakened, um, not up to par physically and uh, or mentally, and very uh, self conscious about everything. And he is 36 now, and he lives next to me, and we share my bathroom. And so I see him, you know, I see him on the property or I see him every other day or so. And when he comes to me and tells me how how much self-loathing he has, it is very difficult for me not to try to point out his good points and tell him that what he's seeing is not true. Because to him, it is. And so I am trying to figure out how to be that, uh, really, I should be a therapist because, you know, he, he was going to a therapist and then he told me, well, it was just a lot of fun and I felt really close to him, but I couldn't really share with him what is troubling me. And yet he has shared it with me. And so I feel like I have been appointed to be his therapist <laughs> in some way. You know, God put me here in this situation for a reason, and I really would love um, people who have dealt with this problem to speak to it and teach me how to stand my ground in seeing him as I do, as perfect. To me, there's nothing wrong with him. Um you know uh, and just keep it there and be quiet i need to learn how to be quiet and not try to solve his problem for him even though it just you know it's very heart-wrenching for me to hear him just cut himself down to the quick so anyway that's my share this morning thanks <laughs>
0: Oh, Rob Marie, that is is a difficult place to be in. Don't we all just wish we could take others' pain away? Um, The section of the manual for teachers um, that's called, How Are Healing and Atonement Related? Is really helpful in this regard Um, I'm going to start with a quote from the vision of Christ and maybe maybe I'll uh, I'm going to throw this quote out and then we'll go into our lesson and see what comes up okay I think that sounds like uh, a really good way to lay this before the one mind in the vision of christ he says he says what is one cannot be perceived as separate and the denial of separation is the reinstatement of knowledge at the altar of god the holy perception of god's son becomes so enlightened that light streams into it and the spirit of god's son shines in the mind of the father and becomes one with it very gently does God shine upon Himself, loving the extension of Himself which is His Son. The world has no purpose as it blends into the purpose of God. And hold on, I want to say a little bit more, as there's another paragraph that is apropos of this discussion, also in Chapter 11, in paragraph 70. Whoops, touching the wrong buttons here, I'm sorry. In the Guide for Miracles, he gives us this. The power of decision is your one remaining freedom as a prisoner of this world. You can decide to see it right. What you made of it is not its reality, for its reality is only what you gave it. You cannot really give this is important you cannot really give anything but love to anyone or anything nor can you really receive anything else from them if you think you've received anything else it's because you looked within and thought you saw the power to give something else within yourself It was only this decision that determined what you found, for it was the decision of what you sought. You cannot really give anything but love to anyone, nor can you really receive anything but love from them. And peace being a manifestation of love is our lesson today. Now, will I find, seek and find the peace of God? So, let's take this question into our meditation this morning, and we'll see what comes up that's helpful to you, Robin Marie. Now, there's one unmuted line. Now, I'll turn it over to you, free Oh, thank you, Lori. That was good. Thank you. Hi, everybody. We are in the second part of the workbook, and the theme we're on is what is forgiveness, and this is our last day on what is forgiveness. Uh, the lesson for today is 2:30. Now will I seek and find the peace of God? So I shall read some from what is forgiveness, and then we will go to the lesson, do our five-minute practice. What is forgiveness? Forgiveness recognizes what you thought your brother did to you has not occurred. It does not pardon sins and make them real. It sees there was no sin. And in this view are all your sins forgiven. What is sin? What is sin except a false idea about God's Son? Forgiveness merely sees its falsity and therefore lets it go. What then is free to take its place is now the will of God. Do nothing then and let forgiveness show you what to do through him who is your guide, your savior, your defender, strong in hope and certain of your ultimate success. He has forgiven you already for such is his function given him by God. Now must you share his function and forgive whom he has saved, whose sinlessness he sees and whom he honors as the son of God. Now we will go over to the lesson and do our practice. Lesson 230. Now will I seek and find the peace of God. In peace I was created and in peace do I remain. It is not given me to change myself. How merciful is God my Father that when he created me he gave me peace forever. Now I ask but to be what I am. Father I seek the peace you gave as mine in my creation. What was given then must be here now for my creation was apart from time and still remains beyond all change. The peace in which your son was born into your mind is shining there unchanged. I am as you created me. I need but call on you to find the peace you gave. It is your will that gave it to your son. Lesson 230, now will I seek and find the peace of God. I will do a five-minute practice. Lesson 230, now will I seek and find the peace of
5: God. Amen. Amen.
0: This beautiful, frame. I loved everything you lifted from forgiveness this morning. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Our last day of forgiveness. The next one is salvation.
1: Thank you, Fran. That's great. Yeah, I like that too, the
7: parts that you read about forgiveness. Thank you. Good morning. This is Mindy. I just love the tie in to what is forgiveness and the very first lesson and this very last lesson underneath it. And I, There's one line that I wanted to rest a minute with, um, which is, um, do nothing, That was a paragraph, do nothing, and let forgiveness show you what to do through him. He has forgiven you already, for such is his function, the Holy Spirit given him by God. Now must you share his function and forgive whom he has saved. and whose sinlessness he sees and whom he honors as the son of God. It ties in so beautifully with our lesson today. If I'm willing to not see my brother or myself as a body, I don't see mistakes, transgressions, hurts, anything. In our true state as souls and spirits and oneness with God, we are innocent. We are pure love, just pure love. And if I can see that in my brother, nothing he did or didn't do holds any weight. We're just here to experience it. And I, I accidentally read the first lesson in this as I, my mind was wandering, so sometimes I go back to the readings during the meditation. And I thought that this was today's lesson, peace to my mind, let all my thoughts be still. Father, I come to you today to seek the peace that you alone can give. I listen to your voice in the silence of my mind, in the quiet of my heart, and I feel the release. And I hasten to listen to you because I know you will answer my call. And all these beautiful lessons lead to the very last one, which is, Today I Seek the Peace of God. Um... Actually, I'm not sure if we're at the end. I've lost my my place here, but I love the fact that I was directed back to listening to the voice of God because how else do I find the peace of God other than the silence of my mind and the the quiet of my heart? And um, so that's my job, to continue to listen to, to God's voice of love in my heart and see my brothers and sisters as pure love with a covering that expresses the uniqueness of God, the individual ray of light from the sun, which is God, and we are the rays of light, and learning to see the beauty in the rays of light, but seeing the essence of the sun in those rays. Wow, that's my job, and and the first thing to do is to see it in myself. Because what I want to receive, I need to give, so I need to give it to myself. If I'm going to give it to others, I have to have it. So today, I'm going to look at letting the Holy Spirit help me to completely forgive myself for mistakes I made because I believed in the dream and helped me see the reality of love and that that is the only reality, love. I'm complete. Thank you,
1: guys.
0: Thank you, Mindy. Thank you, Mindy.
5: Thank you, Mindy. Beautiful,
0: share. Thank you, Mindy.
2: Thank you, Mindy. Um, I just wanted to thank Robin Marie for her share. Uh, You know, it's so personal that the people we love can't see the Christ and in themselves um, I don't have anything else to say but thank you for sharing that Robin Marie I'm sure other people with more wise comments we'll thank that. you Karen. thank you for your support thanks everybody
0: Oh, yeah and, and I'm so grateful Robin Marie I share that was with, with Karen you asked the most perfect question that could be asked for this reading today um, oh. the first thing I thought of <laughs> I mean seriously we're talking about the means here um, the first thing that came to my mind uh, was this beautiful description of the vision of Christ uh, in the poem of Hafiz the description goes like this I wish I could show you I wish I could show you when you are lonely or in darkness the astonishing light of your own being. You have taken root in the beloved. I love your golden branches and the hundred graceful movements your body now makes each time the wind and children and love come near. I, I referred to our healing and atonement uh, related because um, of this exact thing i wish i could show you when you are lonely or in darkness the astonishing light of your own being Mm. christ's vision is um is no more difficult than to see as i have been seen my redeemer christ elder brother the one who went before and is always before us bringing us home shows us the way, shows me the way because he saw me perfect. And when I, um, there's this thing that happens, when I join a brother in their belief in lack or deprivation or lovelessness or suffering of any kind, I experience that same feeling of now I'm lost too. But if I hold the space, simply hold the space of love that cannot fail to be perceived and it's already obvious your son comes to you and shares his feelings of lack surely he does this because he knows that you're going to support his truth regardless of how he's experiencing himself and so when you hold the space for truth his perfect astonishing light that was given him in creation you're also holding it for yourself and that's the thought that heals it is the means of grace it's you know we accept the purpose of salvation what is salvation but the lifting of the illusion of the lack of the loss of perfection okay salvation really does nothing he says in the next section, except that it removes the veil that's cast over the truth. If I join a brother in his suffering, I place myself under the same veil. I'm believing in his lack. I'll not find my way um, in that because I've given up the means. The purpose is perfection, the means is vision. And the vision of Christ is the power that is within us but not of us it's that gift of truth and holding the space of truth for love to reveal itself and when i hold that space with a brother or even a situation that's frightening to me uh, the miracle will restore the truth to my perception and the the most amazing thing that happens i mean this is the home of miracles he says "Christ's vision is is the home of miracles it's the source of all miracles when i hold that space for truth both my mind and my brother's mind are lifted simultaneously the healer's prayer is, let me see this brother as i see myself i need to hold my space I mean, I need to hold seriously my anchor in truth. And that's Christ's vision. It's very, very um, simple to see as I have been seen. And when I hold my space, that space of holiness envelops. Remember the lessons? My holiness envelops everything I see. My holiness blesses everything I see my holiness is my salvation there's nothing my holiness cannot do it's holiness this power of truth that's within our minds that envelops or encloses or blesses or extends itself um, in that way and and I want to say another thing about this this reading that um, that you brought out Karen um, in that second second paragraph I think we read in 59 if you want the purpose if you want the holiness you must want the means if I want judgment more or if I want to join my brother in suffering more we're both going to step out of that circle of holiness but when I stand with christ in the circle of holiness and join him in the call to peace that cannot not be perceived by my brother because it's the truth you see and so this is the way we um become miracle workers by staying anchored in the truth, by staying anchored in the Christ mind, that light extends itself. Remember the lesson God is the light in which I see? Now, if I'm going to see holiness, I must stand in the space of my own holiness. And it's holiness that encompasses. It's holiness that envelops. It's holiness that blesses. It's holiness that extends the peace from my mind to uh, whatever I'm sharing that holy space with. This power that is in us, but not of us. And when I want that, (laughs) when I want that more than I want anything else, I'm calling for a miracle. And God cannot fail to answer me. Um, so the means, the means are given. I, I don't need to come up with that. It's the power that's in us but not of us. And the means are given. All I need to do is remember the holiness of the purpose. I want unity. It, he says, unity alone is not a thing of dreams. Finally, um, on a personal note, I want to say uh, how holy it is to be seen as holy. There's nothing more healing in the world. In fact, it's the escape from the world uh, to be seen as holy. And um, I bless forever anyone who's ever seen me holy because it calls upon truth. It's a powerful powerful thing to accept this means the wish to see the wish to see calls down the grace of God upon your eyes and brings the gift of light that makes sight possible when I want the purpose of holiness more than I want judgment uh, the means are given me because I've released what I taught myself I'm complete <laughs>
1: Oh, Oh, thank you, Lori. That was just beautiful. Yes, thank
5: you. Thank you so much. And I see, hear you as well.
2: (laughs) Thank you, Lori.
1: Thank you, Lori. Thank you, Lori. Oh,
5: thank you, Lori.
0: Hi, guys. This
5: is Jennifer um, I want to, I, I don't know if I have much to offer here, but I want to at least extend um, something uh, in regards to your son. Um, when you're, in, when I experience being trapped in my mind, um, finding um, to get out of that space, I, um, I have to, pause, and that's in a moment of, of stress. You, know, you can get all kinds of stress. Stress of situations that you're enjoying, you're in stress. Just situations you're not enjoying, it's stress. But um, in order for me to get back into that holy instant, um, it's to tell myself, okay, let's step out of the pool (laughs) let's get out of the pool of the the mind which is you know back to God Um, so just to to pause that's where where everything where the truth is is in the pause in that moment I'm allowing the truth to have to uh, come in into that moment of stress and I would say dear son, you know, you have two choices. You can stay in your mind or you can pause and look at what are the triggers of stress throughout your day without judging them. Just just pause and notice what what's What's triggering me to uh, get lost and so disconnected and discontent? And that's the very first step of looking at um, being able to get back to the truth. Otherwise, you're not going to see it for yourself. So maybe spend a, a week or two just Pausing and noticing without judging your, his fear, self-loathing. Just don't – judging is another form of chasing your tail and being the ego, being trapped with the ego and the prison of the ego. So just the analogy of get out of the pool and sit on the, on the side and just observe the pool. What is what is going on when I'm in this situation and when I'm in this situation and just observe without judgment. And and from there what I would do is um after doing a, a, a week or two of observing would be um gosh, you know, forms of Um, You could read something holy, poetry, like Laurie reads in the beginning. Um, Something that movement, something to start anchoring you into your your feelings and moving them so that you can um, start getting some space to letting the the, um, holy instant or that feeling of relief uh, come in. And, And right now, that's all I got. So, bless you and that beautiful relationship you have with your son.
0: Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you, Jennifer.
7: Good morning. Um, It's Mindy again, and I really appreciate your share because I I tend to try to fix people, too, and I I try to do it from the level of, you know, ego and my own mind and that there is a problem. (laughs) In this particular problem, he doesn't see who he is, and I can show him. Um, But, you know, it, it... I want my lawn guy to stop drinking so he'll stop missing details and stop weed whacking my plants. (laughs) Oh my God. And all these thoughts about how to, you know, approach him about it and what to say. And I finally just said, I'm just going to see the love in the guy and see him whole and complete. And there's a prayer that was given to me by a very wonderful healer, a very wise woman. And she said, here's the prayer. Dear God, Holy spirit, Christ, put the right words in my mouth at the right time to help this situation. And i like to add for the highest good of all, for the highest good of all. And if I can just get my mind to stop chattering or at least stop my mouth from saying what my mind is saying, the prayer is not, you know, put the right words in my head or in my heart. It's put the right words in my mouth at the right time, meaning That unless I feel compelled to say them, unless they're right there coming through love and through spirit and right there on my lips, and I, I know I have to say it because there's a force of love behind it, I don't say anything, even when my mind says I should. So, God, the right words in my mouth at the right time for the highest good of all. And that has helped me when I remember to use it. And it quiets my mind, too, because I know I don't have to figure it out in advance. I don't, I don't have to have the right words. The Holy Spirit, through me, gives me the words. And that, that goes for any problem I've got, too. I don't have to figure it out. Dear God, show me what to do at the right time to, to, um, to resolve this. And I look in my heart and say, what's the next best thing to do? But there is one more thing on the original edition on page 479. There's something called the What Am I Prayer? And this is Lesson 351, or no, it's not Lesson 351. It comes after Lesson 350, and it's um, near the end of all the sections of, you know, what is forgiveness, and this one comes at the end of Lesson 350, and it's called, What Am I? And this is a beautiful prayer to use on anyone. Um, Would anyone like to hear it? It's about five sentences long, and it's very effective.
4: I think we're getting way ahead. Yes. That would be so great. Thank you.
7: Okay. Um, Instead of doing it as written, which is I am God's son, let me read it as you. This would be the thing that you might choose to recite about your son. You are God's son, complete and healed and whole, shining in the reflection of his love. In you is his creation sanctified and guaranteed eternal life. In you is love perfected, fear impossible, and joy established without opposite. You are the holy home of God himself. You are the heaven where his love resides. You are his holy sinlessness itself, for in your purity abides his own. And I'd like to add, you are the love of God itself, <laughs> because I'm on the love kick today.
5: So that can be used, I, we, or you. Thank you. Thank you, are in the holy instant kick. Thank you. Yes.
7: I'll just add, in the holy instant, is only love resides. That's it. In the silence, in the the instant of being in the here and now, the only thing that is present is love. And that's what I'm committed to because for me, when I'm in a place of love, peace is a natural
5: natural, um, fruit of that. So thank you. You know, the other thing that comes to mind is, how do you get back to peace if you don't know that you're lost? and and getting to the holy instance is always going to be pausing in a moment of stress and and the human condition is is one of the in a state of fear but being in heaven on earth in this human body is taking a step back and pausing and and then we have the choice once we see that we're not comfortable uh, to, to, you know, read, you know, entries from A Course in miracle or go for a walk, or breathe, or whatever it is that's going to bring us back to the holy instant. And in this case, for your son, we would say, you know, peace of mind, real simply.
8: Morning. This is Wendy, um, or the appearance of Wendy, anyway. Uh, <laughs> the um, my my little trick that I use with my own mind is to remind myself that I'm really looking for the Holy Spirit in anybody, no matter how they're behaving or presenting. I know that that is the truth of them; that their spirit, they are love somewhere inside them. As in within, as within all of us, is pure love. And if I ask, or I don't ask my mind, I say I insist that you look for that mind. Um, I've only been really successful with Bryce, but occasionally I have these moments where somebody seems to rise from where they were to a, a more a loving perspective or point of view when I've asked my mind to remember the truth of them So sometimes I'm sitting there desperately saying Holy Spirit I'm not seeing you now please please I need to see you you know reminding my mind that that's what I'm looking for I'm not looking for anything else but the truth in everyone the love in everyone the spirit in everyone so that all these relationships can be healed and we can get back to the at one minute. That's all I got. Thanks.
1: Thank you, Wendy. I love that. Thank you, Wendy. Thank you, Wendy. And
0: and allow me to say, Wendy, that um, having experienced you directly, I feel seen by you, um, truly. And that's a very big gift. So thank you.
8: Thank you, Holy Spirit, appearing as Lori.
5: Amen.
4: I'm sorry I missed that. It sounded good.
8: <laughs>
4: the ending. Hi, it's Jude. I um, you know, the meaning of the text is not escaping my attention today. The goal is God restoring my mind to the oneness, the awareness of who and what I am. It's Christ consciousness, and that Christ's vision does not see anything but the perfection of spirit and mind created as one. That the means, the holy instant, is a means. That the holy encounter is a means. That using vision, the gift of the Holy Spirit, seeing through the eyes of God, is a means of restoring my awareness to the truth of who I am. I can't see anything, anything, purely or truly without seeing myself, purely and truly, I have to know that I am one with my source to know the peace of God, to experience the peace of God, to experience the oneness and the peace with everything that God is at peace and one with as himself, as itself. It's one and it's whole and it's complete without interruption, without interpretation, without the distortion of perception through the body's eyes, the appearance of form, the changing differences of bodies and what people do in bodies as form. Things that are temporal, that change, are not the truth of the changelessness of who and what we are, constant state of peace and joy and stillness and love, unconditional love, unconditional acceptance. I can't see a brother truly until I see myself truly, and then I see through the eyes of what I know I am. That is what vision is. The means and the end are one. The end is the means. The, the end is God. The goal is God. The purpose is God. The meaning. The goal, the purpose, the emotion, love, it's all one and the same. And it all sees itself as the same and not different. And what is different, all that is temporal and changing, all that is visible through the body's eyes, is meaningless and nothing. And that's why judgment and condemnation and guilt and sin and death are all meaningless because it purports to the body's eyes a version of reality that the ego claims as its own. Am I host to God today, or am I hostage to my ego? I can't see my brother truly until I see myself truly. Amen. I am complete. Love it, Julie.
0: Thanks, Jude. Very
9: true. Thank you, Judy. Thank you,
3: Judy. Thank you, Judy. Well, thank you, Judy. I w- I would go a little bit further there that in the holy instant. The, the means are obviously being applied correctly, uh, and the means and end become one, and we, yeah, um, we feel and experience the love that we are, and so we know it, and uh, yeah, just just that the. Yeah, you know, he doesn't. I don't think he says it explicitly in this section, but you know, but uh, but he does point at the fact that the means and end are are must be consistent to work. And I think in in the. Uh, In the fullness of that consistency, they are one. Anyway, it's that thing of knowing through direct experience and feeling it. And uh, the mind can't help but recognize what's going on there. Anyway, I'm complete. Thank you, LeMoyne.
0: Thank you for that.
6: Good morning, this is. <clears throat> I just want to thank you i'm I'm just one of these people that um I need to keep it simple because I don't have a great memory. <laughs> I probably have a d h d whatever I just need to keep it simple and when you said that and I can't see my brother truly unless I can see myself truly it's that is the simplest statement and yet. So difficult to integrate <laughs> it's and and it's just something that i can remember that if whatever i'm seeing in my brother is really what's in my subconscious mind and it's just that simple and so if i want to heal my subconscious mind i gotta you know <laughs> i have to use my will <laughs> which is the same will as god's and, and I, you think it's supposed to come easy, because this is our natural state, but we've been so programmed to be not in our natural state that this is hard stuff to remember. But for me, I got to keep it simple, and I, I loved the simplicity of your statement.
0: I'm complete.: Thank you, Sandra.:
4: Thank you, Sandra.:
0: Thank you, Sandra. I-
4: I really believe that it came from the consistent effort to apply what the Course taught me is a holy encounter, that to to never forget that every person I meet is a holy encounter, and as I see them, I see myself, or as I see myself, I see him. In other words, I don't, I am not a body. I am spirit, and I, I, so I, in applying that I am not a body, I am not a body, I, I am spirit, I am spirit, I see everybody as a spirit. As I think of him, I think of myself. I think of him as perfectly innocent and blameless, and I think of myself as perfectly innocent and blameless. And as, um, you know, the... the um, consistency, which I can remember to apply those things that um, desire, my desire to see the truth and um, wanting to know and experience the truth of that, because I certainly, as well as everybody else, um, learned to judge by appearances, and um, the courts so beyond appearances. What seems to be and what appears to be are projections of perception. Who we think we are is what we think we see and it's the desire of the mind to see what it believes And and it really takes some serious stepping back and looking at myself and inquiring Am I limited to this body, or am, I, or am I a mind that's capable of expanding in time and space, beyond place, and beyond time, past, future, present? We all know our minds can do this, but to think of ourselves as purely mind and being one-minded, that we share a mind, is an easy thing to accept too, and that we share one heart is an easy thing to accept too and all those things are true so we can't share any kind of experience good or bad without the simple acceptance of our oneness and that we what we bring it's like instant karma's going to get me dude so always remembering in the holy instant what it is and how it is i'm being am i being a spirit a true spirit, an honest spirit, uh, uh, a genuinely loving, kind, or am I being intolerant, impatient, wanting things to be different, And, and honestly looking at myself first, because this is where the rubber meets the road. I have to look inward first and say this is what needs to go. This needs to go, I am not this, I am not this, I am not my ego. This is how the ego operates. And when I removed all the obstacles, all the blocks to the awareness of who I am in truth, which is pure, perfect love and peace, then I'm there. Then I know, then I experience the truth of my spiritual, incredibly lightness of being that I'm I'm illuminating everything through looking through God's eyes, through Christ's eyes. But it takes serious, honest um, looking inward first. Because if I'm just looking at everybody and saying, oh, there they go, you know, they're mistaken, they're wrong, I'm not helping anybody. Because in order to be miracle-minded, I have to perceive purely and truly myself first in order to join with the loving power and know that God, the Holy Spirit does the correction. I don't. I just have to see the, per- the perfect, the perfection and let the unity of my mind join silently with the person I'm seeing who does not have the awareness of their own perfection. I can't correct them. I I needn't say anything to them. It's not my job. It's simply not my job. That's God's job, not mine. I am complete. Thank you, Judy.
0: Thank you. thanks, Judy. That was really helpful.
4: maybe a better a better thing is to to question someone why they're so invested in their misery. <laughs>
0: well that that presents a a difficult situation if I'm if I'm acting insanely uh, probably the last thing I want somebody to do is point out my insanity uh, because that would raise all kind of resistance in my mind and then I'd be fighting over which which one of us possesses the truth
4: I don't know, Laurie. I, I don't think it's an argument for the truth. I think it's an argument <laughs> against insanity. You know, that the san- insanity doesn't see itself. When you're insane, you can't fix a broken instrument with a broken instrument. But everyone has the truth within them. And if, if, if you help people to question their insanity, the truth is within them. And that, that's what helped me. You know, it's like people's People said, do you really, you don't have to believe what you think, because serious insanity believes what it thinks. And, it, and it's it's in looking at it and, and saying, do I really believe that this is true? Is this absolutely true? Or am I mistaken? Am I wrong in my thinking? And, uh, you know, maybe to put it so bluntly as, you know, why are you so invested in your suffering is you know, inappropriate in certain situations, but truly to question, to question, you know, do you believe what you think is true? Because, you know, only a, a person can answer that for themselves. I can't give someone the truth. I can tell them. They can read it in books. Secondhand information doesn't help anybody. We have to look inward. We have to ask our own honest questions. And we have to face the truth and know ourselves as the truth that we are. Nobody can do that for us. No amount of good teachers, no healer can do that. No books can do that. It's all secondhand. We need it firsthand, straight up, from the truth itself, from God himself, Holy Spirit, from Christ, which is all within us. We all got it going on already. But we got to go to it. And, the you know, one question is, who am I? And there's one answer. <laughs> it's the elegance and the simplicity of it are what make it so easy. But the ego wants to make it seem so complicated. And all the analysis paralysis business. It's the truth is simple, it's elegant, and it's free, and it's joyful, and it's easy. We don't need to make it difficult. It's already here, already right now. We're happy, joyous, and free unless we say otherwise. Have a good day unless I decide otherwise. (laughs) It's the power of decision. And it's one choice or the other. The baloney grinder, the misery maker of the ego, or the spirit of freedom and joy. Amen. I'm complete.
5: thank you thank you Judy you're right it is a choice but somewhere someone has to be a mirror for someone stuck in their mind in in the prison of the ego and um, for you and for me as well all of us and God is in each and every one of us when we stop and pause and choose to be vulnerable Um, and um, so, uh, yeah, the, the two lessons ago, I think it was, three, being the ark, um, Robin's son, if, if he just has a shrapnel of willingness to look at, to just step back in his mother's presence or knowing that his mother loves him and sees him as whole, as she releases, maybe she has a judgment about this, this painful situation. Um, I know that if I hold a judgment about someone that I love, that we're both in the dark. There's no ark. There's no God in those moments. There's just an act of defense. It's oil and water. So I have to be conscious even if I'm registering judgment and feeling great fear, all I have to do is call upon the pause in my, in my mind and heart, Lord, you're first here. The first thought is not my fault. It's not my response. It's the second thought, and through being vigilant and dedicated to um peace within me is by noticing where I, I am not at peace. And how do you do that? We do it together until we we find it in our alone our moments physically alone. And then we come back together again. So you're so you're right, Judy, we have to make that choice. And Robin, I think your son has made that choice. He's just needing um, a little format of some kind. And um, and I, I'm also thinking this morning, if you guys would all be interested, maybe someone could lead, um, that we could hold him in the light of... Um, being reconnected to his true self. We could take a couple of minutes and send him the love that which he is, and Robin as well. I
8: like that.
0: Go ahead, Jennifer.
5: Oh gosh, I don't know any prayers, but um, so i'm I'm so sorry, I just I had the idea, guys. That's where the bus is open at the station. Forgive me. Mm-hmm.
8: Well, let's take a moment, one minute, and we'll hold. Robin Marie and her son, in ways of the highest good, knowing who they really are, who we really are, and that the power of our loving selves reaches out and reminds everyone, but especially these two in this moment, the truth of who they are. Love is what unlocks
5: that door. I'm complete one minute starting now. Thank you, God, for giving us eternal peace. We extend that to all. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Andy. That was a real blessing. Oh, uh, thank okay. you.
5: Thank you. Thank you. And Robin, thank you for the opportunity today, because this is the ark. This is peace in action, and that's why we're here. We're not here just to read this every morning. We're here to weave it through the eye of the needle, so to speak. You know, you're, We're weaving a beautiful tapestry of love and life in the body, and I'm just wholeheartedly so grateful for this group and every time anyone brings their fear to the table is so brave and it reminds me that that i am i am them and they are me and and that is that is god thank you so much for for that -hmm. amen
9: message you just gave I'm sorry that I missed some of the call. Um, I, this is Ida. Um, yeah, I'm having a hard time too. Um, because it just seemed like it's hard for me to get into that God space that we were talking about a lot in this call. Um, it seemed like Yesterday it didn't work out, and that was a rough day to take to take my cat to the to the shelter. I mean, we took him there, and that was rough and everything too for different reasons. But but we weren't able to leave him there. And um and the people the lady who says she helped me clean up my house I was shown up for several days, even though a couple of days ago she said she would come the next day. And um, just having this this like arthritis and diabetes and God knows what in case I have some other illness is making it very hard for me to move and stand and walk and to do it, period, and to do it safely as well. And um, all that stuff scares me and um, makes me feel frustrated and upset. And um, my house is kind of a mess right now, my apartment. And um, it's very hard for me to do anything about it myself. So, anyway, uh, thanks for um, letting me share. I'm complete.
5: Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. You know, um, it sounds like maybe you might be feeling overwhelmed and I get that a lot. Anxiety. Um, maybe there's depression there. Anger. Whatever is there. It's, it's just a bunch of emotions. And I, when I, and, and I've got things i got to get done, but I've got piles of, you know, I don't know, stuff. Or a big old list. I just, now say I pause, I breathe, and I say, Lord, what would you have me do next? Please just take the burden of my ego kicking the crap out of me and overwhelming me and and what would you have me do next? I give this anger, this overwhelmment to you now. And I tell you, watch. You focus on what's right, that union with God, that awake prayer that you're um, in action with. Just that little action is enough to part the waters and get the ball rolling in a direction of freedom. And you keep, re- keep reconnecting to God every time you get overwhelmed, anxious, anxious, angry, whatever and then you you just say god what would you have me do next now yesterday god said i want you to take a nap and i, I had um i had like this huge fear come up uh and i uh, god said okay i want you to do your, your long version of your lesson today so i did it and then and i said god what would you have me do next now i have a bunch of things i got to get done i'm painting i'm Oh my God! I haven't gone shopping. I got to do laundry. I got all this stuff. A lot of good things uh, going on, and want to be prepared. And so I, um, and I'm tired. So he said, Jennifer, I want you to set the timer on your phone, and I want you to go lay down. I'm like, really? You want me to lay down? I just got done meditating. Nope. I want you to lay down. So you know what? I lay down. And in that laying down. I was kind of half awake, half asleep. I had the fear that was triggered in causing anxiety and the, the ego, basically a, a full-blown potential ego attack on my mind. Um, and I said, Lord, I choose you, not this. And I just kept on saying that. And what happened was I felt in my body this fear from my childhood come up, and I saw the moment in my mind's eye, in my heart, where the fear came from that was triggered, what, 45 minutes ago? Fire. And I went, oh, aha. Everything in our day, waking day, is an opportunity to heal. And you know that lesson, um, um, We're never upset for the reason we think. By golly. (laughs) So I had an opportunity to really see that lesson, um, the truth of it. And I was relieved. I, I, I was, because I chose, but I knew to choose, right? Because I'm devoted to this path now. But I didn't start off this way. So again, just, ask for God's help, and, and say, I'm feeling really overwhelmed right now. Please, God, take it. What would you have me do next? I pass.
0: Oh, that was a great discussion of process.
1: Yes. And, uh, Thank you. Yeah, you can go ahead.
0: Two ways. and, and hear in two ways, and you can see in two ways. Which do I choose? Thank you, Jennifer.
9: The way of Mary, Mary
5: is here. <laughs> you're welcome, you sweet people.
0: Well, thank you everyone who shared this morning and uh, who offered their reflections on this reading and this lesson. I think we're given the perfect prayer to close call or close the recording with, rather. so um if I can find that quiet, I am. Um, Place, we're offered this prayer, Father. I seek the peace you gave as mine in my creation. What was given then must be here now, for my creation was apart from time and still remains beyond all change. The peace in which your Son was born into your mind is shining there unchanged. I am as you created me. I need but call on you. I need but call on you. I need but call on you to find the peace you gave. It is your will that gave it to your son. Now will I seek and find the peace of God. Amen, and thank everyone who joined this morning as we each, in our way, Uh, seek and find the peace and the means that God has given us for salvation bless y'all have a beautiful day we'll end the recording but um, I'm
5: sure there's more to share on the call this morning thank you everybody for the opportunity